I'm really encouraged by what I saw today from the Bearcats in Arkansas. However, I'm still sick to my stomach of what could have been a huge win for this program. You are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. And that sounds a little, the timing of saying your first listen every day is kind of weird because this episode dropped at 10 o'clock Saturday night. So whether it's your uh, first listen Saturday night, your first listen Sunday morning, Monday morning, thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats part of your, uh, part of your day, uh, part of your Saturday night as you continue to watch college football. And wow, what a day of college football it's been for the Bearcats. They lose 31 to 24 to Arkansas. Um, 23rd ranked Cincinnati falling to number 19 Arkansas. Seven point game. I'm really, though, encouraged by what I saw from the Bearcats today. I really am. And I'm going to start there because my final score prediction leading into the game was 38 to 21 Arkansas. I really thought that the Razorbacks would pull away in the fourth quarter with their running game. That didn't happen. Cincinnati was dealt a lot of blows in this game, and yet there they were, competing, fighting their way into making this game competitive in the second half. For this team to play Arkansas to a seven-point game is extremely impressive, and I think it shows how far they have come since the Cotton Bowl. This program has come a long way in the past Eight, eight plus months. You know they lost twenty-seven to six to Alabama, which that was a really encouraging, you know, performance. I thought, even though there was a lot left to, you know, doubt on on the table in that game. But what this shows is you can the Bearcats can play with SEC teams. I thought they handled the environment of Donald W of Donald Reynolds Razorback Stadium well. They came out in the second half after a very lackluster first half, ready to compete. I thought they refused to quit. I thought they gave themselves a chance to win the game. Like, I rem- like I'm like i watching the game today here in Charleston, South Carolina. I, I got the pool um, out ahead. That's where I was watching the game poolside today with some bourbon and some pulled pork and, of course, you know, water to stay hydrated during the game. And I'm taking notes during the game for this podcast. And I'm I'm watching the game third quarter, fourth quarter, and I'm saying to myself, we can win this game. The Bearcats can win this game. And I, I, I'm, I'm talking with Russ. I'm texting with Russ Heltman. I'm texting with some other friends and family. And I'm like, this, like, this is a winnable game. And I really felt that way until the game was over. Until KJ Jefferson closed out the game with his running. I thought the Bearcats could win this game. And it's a really encouraging sign when you're playing your first game, losing nine NFL draft picks from last year's playoff team and all summer long and all spring and really winter, the question was who's going to start a quarterback, you know, what's cornerback going to look like after losing sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant? What's, you know, just how is this team going to look, you know, with a revamped receiving core, a revamped running back room, how was this team going to look in their first game on the road at Arkansas? 
31 to 24. That's a really encouraging sign. But the biggest takeaway for me in this game is not the positive that you played Arkansas to a seven-point game. And that is why I cannot definitively say there's a moral victory in this game. Because the Bearcats could have won this game. There were chances to win this game, great chances, and the Bearcats could not take advantage of them. When you're given golden opportunities in a game like this, or you have momentum going on some drives, you have to take advantage of that. You cannot. Let me run through the missed opportunities and missed opportunities first. Then we'll get to the penalties because, my goodness, the missed opportunities in this game were blatantly obvious. First and goal from the three after a fumble recovery. Here's how that drive goes for the Bearcats. The play-by-play, if you can if you can stomach it again. The drive went as follows. Um, let me get to it. Here's the drive. False start on Leonard Taylor. Illegal formation. Incomplete pass. Delay of game. Four-yard completion. 11-yard completion to set up fourth and goal at the three. Bearcats were going to go for it. Delay of game. Sets the ball back at the eight. Bearcats come away with three. And by the way, if you thought it was a sure thing they were going to get three points, I'm not sure what world you live in. Because the kicking game today, woof. That was the biggest missed opportunity. You have all the momentum. Ben Bryan is looking really good to start the third quarter. There's still over six minutes to play when you recover the fumble. Great fumble recovery by Eric Phillips. You come away with three points. That's not going to win you the game. You score a touchdown right there. You have all of the momentum on your side, and you have that crowd in Fayetteville shushed. Instead, you were still down four. That right there was the biggest missed opportunity in the game. Here's what also stood out to me today. 21 of Arkansas's points came off of turnovers or missed field goals. That's over two-thirds of the points. You cannot hand teams the game and still expect to win. Arkansas scored a touchdown off of Ben Bryant's interception in the first quarter. They scored a touchdown off of the missed field goal right before halftime. They scored a touchdown off of Ben Bryant's fumble in the fourth quarter. And in a game that was very evenly matched, two turnovers and two missed field goals will add up and it will result in an L. You look at the box score of this game. You look at the total team stats in this game. Total yards, Arkansas 447, Cincinnati 436. First downs, 23 to 23. Third downs, both teams 8 of 16. Total plays, Bearcats 71, or 74 rather, Razorbacks 71. Average yards per play, Bearcats 5.9, Arkansas 6.3. Average yards per completion, 12.5 for the Bearcats, 12.4 for the Razorbacks. Time of possession, Bearcats win it by less than three minutes. Very evenly matched game, very even stats, and the Bearcats still lose by seven. Again, they battled hard in the second half. I thought they were incredibly resilient. I thought they showed a lot of toughness, a lot of pride, a lot of competition. But when you miss two field goals and you turn the ball over twice, and Arkansas scores 21 points of their 31 total, 
there is a case to be made that the Bearcats handed Arkansas the game. And I think about, and then there's the penalties. O-M-G. I wanted to put another letter in there, but I'm not going to for the sake of this podcast. The penalties in this game, four of them on one drive. Then we get to the start of the fourth quarter. The Bearcats are facing a third down and third down and 14 at the 25. Charles McClellan gets 24 yards on a reception. Holding penalty on Jeremy Cooper sends them back 10 yards. Whether or not it was a hold is a question for another day. Whether it was an illegal block in the back, as Russ Heltman texted me, that he thought it was at least that, a question for another day. Point is this. It wiped out a 24-yard completion to the one-yard line. Bearcats backed up to the 35. Ben Bryant then throws high to Charles McClellan, passes incomplete. Ryan Coe comes out for a 53-yard attempt. Delay of game. How does that happen on a field goal? Seriously. Then, on the punt, Mason Fletcher pins the Razorbacks down to the two. Cincinnati called for an illegal formation. So six penalties between the end of the third quarter and the start of the fourth quarter cost the Bearcats potentially seven points and at least three, so potentially 10, if not 14. Inexcusable. I don't care if it's the first game or not. This is a program that last year did not commit penalties in big spots. This is a program that is very fundamentally sound and well-coached. They weren't in those situations. And those situations arguably decided this game. Again, in a game that was very evenly matched, two turnovers, two missed field goals, and 10 penalties for 65 yards will add up. And when you can't cash in on a golden opportunity to tie the game after forcing a turnover with all the momentum, you don't deserve to win the game. The Bearcats could have won this game. And I might go to bed tonight thinking they should have won this game. The Bearcats lose their first season opener since 2010, first season opening loss under Luke Fickle, and they will be more than likely outside the top 25 next week for the first time since early October of 2019. Tough loss, but a lot of encouragement, particularly from Ben Bryant. And I am also feeling apologetic towards him today. We'll get to that after a word from a sponsor. So all summer long, all spring, well, really the summer, I pounded my fist for Evan Prater to start. So too did Russ Heltman. Mo Egger talked about how he was intrigued by the possibility of him starting. But Ben Bryant earned my respect today. Ben Bryant earned my, ad, earned my admiration for the way he played in that second half. Ben Bryant earned a lot of people's respect, perhaps trust, and perhaps acceptance that he is going to start this season for the foreseeable future. They are not benching Ben Bryant next week. Nor are they benching him in week three. Nor are they benching him in week four. Nor are they benching him at the start of conference play. Ben Bryant is the starter going forward, and that's a very good thing for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Ben Bryant today in the, the first and second half, almost night and day. 
First half, 12 of 20 for 92 yards and an interception. Terrible throw. But in the second half, 14 of 23 for 233 yards and two touchdowns. He showed toughness. He showed resiliency. And the Bearcats, with him at quarterback, scored 24 points in the second half on the road at Arkansas. In his first start for the Bearcats in three years, after a month-long battle, when a lot of people maybe wanted Evan Prater, someone at Brian, I saw the comments on our YouTube videos. But Ben Bryan is the reason why the Bearcats had a chance in this game. The possession that ended the third quarter started the fourth quarter. Ben Bryan made a really good throw on third down and on third and four to Charles McClellan. Ben Bryan found Charles McClellan again for 24 yards. The Bearcats, though, committed too many penalties to win the game. To score on that drive. Ben Bryant, after Arkansas went up 31-17 with less than 10 minutes to play, the game could have been over. Instead, Ben Bryant comes back with an 18-yard pass to Trey Tucker on third and eight from the Bearcats' own 43. He comes back with a 23-yard pass to Tyler Scott that put the Bearcats at the Arkansas 16. And then on third and nine from the 15, climbs the pocket and finds Leonard Taylor for a touchdown. Ben Bryant... Say what you want about him. Say what you want about his first half and the overthrows and the, you know, just didn't look confident. Didn't look like he wanted to push the ball down the field. Didn't look like he wanted to take many chances. There was a play in late in the second quarter. He had a receiver. I'm not sure who it was. He had a receiver. I think it was Charles McClellan. He had a receiver wide open at the sticks, and instead he checked it down to Josh Wiley. The play ended up losing two yards, and it could have been a first down. But in the second half, I saw him push the ball down the field. I saw him hit Nick Martiner for that touchdown. I saw the completion of Tyler Scott to set up the touchdown. I saw the completion to Charles McClellan to get the Bearcats in in striking distance to end the third quarter. I saw him stand behind a really solid offensive line today and make some really good throws. 26 of 43 for 325 yards and two touchdowns on the road at Fayetteville. A very, very admirable performance and a very encouraging performance. And for as much as I doubted if Ben Bryant could be the guy, I think a lot of that was we were so caught up in the possibility that Evan Prater could be the starter. Hometown kid, four-star recruit, had oozing potential, and we didn't really think much of Ben Bryant going to one season at Eastern Michigan to start. When at the end of the day, He showed why he's the starting quarterback for this team. He showed steady Eddie-like leadership. I mean, that first half was not very good. And that first and that second half could have gone a lot more differently than it did. The Bearcats outscored Arkansas 24 to 17 in the second half. They scored 24 points on Arkansas in the second half in Fayetteville today. And this was a game that was highly anticipated for months. And we got that second half. That is a really, really encouraging sign for not only Ben Bryant, but for this Bearcats team. And Ben Bryant has now given me, has hopefully given you the confidence that, you know, I look at Cincinnati and Rod Gilmore, the color analyst on the ESPN broadcast today, he thinks the Bearcats can win their final 11 games. And I agree with him. I I don't see a game where the Bearcats are, the the Bearcats are going to walk into and thinking, you know what, this is not going to be a good day. 
I thought today could be a good day. I was being realistic when I told you that they were going to probably lose. And, you know, if you listen to me, great. If you didn't, well, you know, not much I can do for you there. But the Bearcats now have get, but Ben Bryant has given me confidence that he can take this team into UCF and win. He has taken, he has given me confidence that he can take the Bearcats into Houston. They have to go on the road there for the AAC championship. They have to go to Houston. Here's the deal. Maybe we did get caught up in Evan Prater being the starter as a possibility. When in reality, Ben Bryant just posted the performance he did. And there's no pressure now to start Evan Prater. Bearcats Prime on Instagram, the, the, the person who runs it brought up a great point. The Bearcats take their time and develop their quarterbacks. They're patient. They're still developing Evan Prater. Ben Bryant is the starter. He's been developed for three years here at Cincinnati and for one season as a starter at Eastern Michigan. That is advantageous to this Bearcats program right now. And it's going to lead this team to 10 wins. It's going to lead this team to potentially 11 or 12 wins, heck, maybe even 13. If the Bearcats play an SEC team in a New Year's Six Bowl, which could happen, are you confident they can beat whoever they play? The answer should be somewhat yes. It depends on who they draw. Cincinnati can beat a Power 5 team in a New Year's Six Bowl. They have proven that. Now, they're 0-1. They're not going to the college football playoff, except that that's the way it is. But they can absolutely go to a New Year's Six Bowl. In fact, I still think that's a very good possibility. And whomever they play, whether, I mean, the Athlon Sports Projection has them going to the Cotton Bowl against USC. I mean, they could go to the Cotton Bowl and play a team from the Big Ten, whether that be Michigan, Michigan State. They could go, I, I, I mean, I don't know who they're going to play if they go to a New Year's Six Bowl. What I do know is this. I'm confident that whoever they play, they can beat. And by the way, just to reiterate this point, Cincinnati, prior to today's loss to Arkansas, their last two losses in 2020 and 2021 against Georgia, who, by the way, they might be better this year than last year. I mean, they put a boom on Oregon. I mean, that was, I don't think there are the words to do that performance justice. Seriously. And Alabama, who's the gold standard of college football. It's different with the Bearcats at 0-1, but there's a lot of positives. I'm ready to ride this season with Ben Bryan as the starting quarterback. The quarterback is not a question right now. It wasn't a question for the previous two years. It is still not a question, and that's a good thing. Coming up, we'll do this in every segment three of the game recaps, my three stars of the game. That's coming up after a word from a sponsor. I thought a lot of players had some great contributions in this game for Cincinnati. I really did. Stats look really good across the board. Running game was there. Not totally there. I think it's still a work in progress. Corey Kiner looked pretty solid today, though. Charles McClellan had a really nice game, uh, both running and receiving. I thought he was really good. If he can stay healthy this year, he's going to be a really, really good player in this offense. Um, but three stars to the game. The three biggest stars of the game. I've got two defensive players, one offensive player. We'll start with number, th- you know what? We'll start with number three. We'll go three to one. Number three, Jaquan Shepard. I was really impressed with his performance today. He had nine tackles, a sack in the fourth quarter on a cornerback blitz. He had a tackle for loss. He had two pass breakups, and this was his first start at corner. This was the first game for the Bearcats post-Sauce, post-Kobe, and you get that performance from Jaquan Shepard? He's going to be in for he's, he's in for a really, really nice season. I can't wait to watch this guy play. The future is bright with Jaquan Shepard. Number two, Ben Bryant. At the end of the day, Ben Bryant was the reason why the Bearcats had a chance to tie or take the lead or win this game in the second half. He made some tough throws. He displayed some poise, great leadership, and 
is the starter going forward. He cemented that he's the starter going forward. Now, hopefully his helmet doesn't come off a whole lot of plays, which that was a not a good thing to see today from Cincinnati. It's been going on. I mean, I'm I'm watching the Notre Dame-Ohio State game before I come out here and record the show, and it happened again in the game. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, the Jaquan Shepard celebrated a sack by shaking his head, and his helmet flies off, and he's got to come off the field. And Ben Bryant's helmet came off on the final play of the third quarter. He's got to come out of the game. It happened to Brian Threats at the end of the game. I mean, it's... It, I don't know if it's something, if it's a malfunction from the equipment staff. I don't know what it is. The players aren't buckling their chin straps correctly. I don't know what it is. But man, it was a, a problem, an epidemic on the field that didn't need to be. But again, Ben Bryant was an absolute tough, admirable player today that gave the Bearcats chances to win the game. But my number one star of the game, the biggest star of the game, Ivan Pace Jr., transfer linebacker from Miami. Russ and I talked about this a lot this offseason. Mo Egger talked about this. Justin Williams has talked about this on this show. All of them have. Ivan Pace is the real deal. Ivan Pace had 12 tackles today to lead the team. He had a sack and three and a half tackles for loss. His range on the field today was incredible. Watching the game live and seeing him and his brother Deshaun out there was unbelievable. Now, whether or not Deshaun Pace's pass interference in the third quarter that led to an Arkansas field goal was a pass interference or not, you know what? Ivan Pace had a phenomenal game today. He's going to be a an unbelievable player on this team. This linebacking core today was really good, I thought. I thought the defense held their, held its own. I thought KJ Jefferson had to work for everything he had in this game. His final stat line, KJ Jefferson, it was still pretty good, and you saw why he's one of the you know might end up being one of the best qu- quarterbacks in the country. 18 of 26 for 223 yards and three touchdowns. Quarterback rating of 179.4. He also had 18 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown uh, in the first quarter. Rocket Sanders for Arkansas. Great game for him. 20 carries, 117 yards. Bearcats, Corey Conner, 12 for 59 and a touchdown. Give him credit. McClellan, 5 for 44. He added uh, four receptions for 42 yards. Trey Tucker had four catches for 41 yards. Another thing, too, though, is it didn't really feel like the Bearcats targeted their best receivers early. Nick Martyr only ends up with two targets. Um, Leonard Taylor only ends up with three. Sure, Tyler Scott had 13, only had five receptions, though. And a lot of that was due to some nerves from Ben Bryan in the first half. And I think going forward, you're going to see this receiving core get more targets. The big guys get more targets like Nick Martyr, like Jada Thompson, like Leonard Taylor. I think you will see that. Again, a very solid, encouraging, tough, resilient performance today by the Bearcats. But I'm still thinking how they could have won this game. And quite frankly, I can make a case they should have won this game. I thought they handed Arkansas the game. The stat line in this game for team stats is incredibly even in a lot of statistical categories. But the Bearcats had two turnovers and two missed field goals. Arkansas had one turnover, no missed field goals, and 21 points off of missed field goals and turnovers by the Bearcats. And that is what added up to them winning this game by seven points. Up next for the Bearcats, a Saturday 3.30 kickoff home opener against Kennesaw State. First home game of the season, of course. And first of three straight games in Cincinnati. They play Miami at Paul Brown Stadium the next week, and then they host Indiana the week after that. I'm making a, uh, an adjustment to the weekly schedule. I said film review and, re- and, t- and takeaways 
up tomorrow by eight. I decided to kind of spread things out a little bit, balance things out a little bit. So the film review will be posted during the week, either Wednesday or Thursday, depending on if Justin Williams can join us for Williams Wednesday. So the next episode after tonight's will be Tuesday. That'll be, of course, posted Monday night at eight. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel up to 504. 504 subscribers and counting. Follow us too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. A tough one today in Fayetteville for the Bearcats. They fall 31 to 24, but a lot of a lot of encouragement from Ben Bryant, a lot of encouragement from some new guys on defense. I've been pacing Jaquan Shepard. A lot of encouragement from Charles McClellan, Corey Kiner. And I still am going to hold true to my 11-1 prediction. I really think the Bearcats are going to win every other game on their schedule. If Ben Bryant continues to ascend the way he did in the second half today, this is going to be a very, very good season once again for the Bearcats, and you can expect them to be playing in a marquee New Year's Six Bowl game. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your night. Have a great uh, Labor Day Sunday. Enjoy uh, former Bearcats head coach Brian Kelly in his first game as LSU head coach as they take on Florida State. Uh, Enjoy Monday night, another college football game. My sister's school, Clemson, taking on Georgia Tech. I'm excited to watch the Clemson Tigers and their season debut at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. So a lot of college football left to go. Cannot wait for that. But please stay safe. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your Labor Day barbecue. But please stay safe so you can keep making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you all on Tuesday. Turning Point Tuesday. This is going to be a fun Turning Point Tuesday. There there are a lot of turning points in this game. A lot of them. I think you might know the top one, but what are the other ones? I'll have them for you on Turning Point Tuesday. But for now, have a great rest of your night. Have a great rest of your Labor Day weekend. I'll be back on Tuesday with Turning Point Tuesday here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.